So how was your week? Well, I got old. You got old, so you had a birthday. I did. This past Sunday. Woo! Memorial weekend, baby. Yep, I got to hear all about it. I remember part of it. Not the birth. I was starting to say, I, wow, <laughs> impressive. <laughs> the birthday. <laughs> yeah, I remember all the birthday. Yeah, I do too. It was a joke. Lots of daiquiris, lots of vodka, lots of tequila, and Jack Daniels. Yeah. And got to pitch some cornhole with the kiddos. And some cake. Oh, we did have cake with fresh strawberries, not that frozen shit. What are you doing with your eyeball? I'm scratching it. <laughs> so, um, I guess we're going to talk about some current stuff and some not-so-current stuff. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. And that's pretty much our, our go for the week, huh? That's it. We're just going to kind of wing it here because I had a hard time finding information. We were a little squirrely this week. A little squirrely. So. Let's get to rocking. All right. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. And welcome to What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And today we're talking about the South Pittsburgh Hospital in Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Yep. And a little recent in the news moment that ties into our cemetery walking. Ah, uh, yes. We'll get we'll cover that in a little bit. Yep. Guess you want to start us off with a you want some history of the South Pittsburgh Hospital? I hope like hell you found more than I did. Man, I found a little bit. Because that's all there was to find. <laughs> so, it's in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and it's a hospital. Wow. What? <laughs> no way. I found more than that. You I was, shit me not. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> well, if I was doing this, that's exactly where I would have had to stop. <laughs> um, it is a hospital. <laughs> it, it Well, it was. It was. It was the hospital in yes, that area. It, it, for the small community of about 3,000 people. Yep. Um, it's considered now to be one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. Air quotes, most haunted, yeah. because everything is the most haunted. Yeah, and I mean, probably all hospitals are haunted. Just being honest, lots of people die there. It's true. I bet the old Arab hospital was cool to hang out in. Yeah, but then now it's gone. Yeah, but it was a single story, too, yeah. so it was like old, It was kind of like going in someone's garage. Um, I think, <laughs> I don't remember if it was my brother or my sister that was born at Arab. Oh, that's kind of neat. Yeah, I was, one of us was born in the old, old Gunnersville Hospital. I was born in the old Gunnersville Hospital, where the... The one that became the health department? Um, this now the Holiday Inn? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that would be it. No, that's a Holiday Inn. It's where the Sonic was that became a bank. Then a Sonic. Oh. Right there on the water. You may not remember it. I don't guess so. I remember the building that turned into the health department that's now Holiday Inn. Yeah. No, it was next to the Holiday Inn. It's not. It's a pawn shop yeah. or something. 
Yeah, it's right in that area. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> a little tangent. There you go. We got some for sure ADHD this week, don't we? Bad. Must have been the holiday weekend. Oh, fuck. What? I forgot to hit record. Well, <laughs> um, you should probably hit it. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital is considered to be one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. They do overnight ghost hunting, so you can go to their website, of course, right now, because of the COVID, nobody's doing anything. It's still not running. I know I stopped it because we're going to redo the opening for it. Okay. I'm shooting a video, guys, so that's what this is about. (laughs) So keep going. Yes, keep going. Okay. All right. So um, South Pittsburgh, when we go anywhere. Chattanooga. Up north, yeah. um, We have to go through this little area. And the reason we recognize it is because it's basically a town of fireworks stands. The firework mecca of the south. You can buy fireworks <laughs> year-round. That's probably why they needed a hospital, because they probably blew off a lot of limbs. Uh, I'm pretty sure back in the 50s when this thing was built, that was not a thing. Maybe not. It probably was more so a thing because they had real fireworks then. That's true. So it was built in 1959. Uh, four medical professionals founded the facility. Named it South Pittsburgh Municipal Hospital. This says four, not five. Quit holding up five. Well, it was the doctor. Oh, my goodness. His name has just went by me. And four of his buddies is what I read. Well, this says four. Okay. We'll go with four or five. It had a total of 68,000 square feet. And it was added on to throughout the next several decades. So it started out that, that size and then got bigger. Um, it was closed in 1998, and I actually remember hearing the news when they were going to close it because South Pittsburgh area did not want it closed. Right. Because there was a newer hospital being built, but it was a little distance away. Like, yeah. if you're having a heart attack, you got to take a 30-minute ambulance ride. But it was being built by the same doctors that, were, that built South Pittsburgh. Right, and so they're... Shutting down their old one to go to the new state-of-the-art. It was bigger because they had to um, renovate it, and the cost to renovate the old South Pittsburgh Hospital was going to be massive to right, bring to it up get to it code. Up to, to medical code where right. it was satisfactory. Right. So there's, there's several theories about why this place is haunted other than just it's a hospital and lots of people die there. Mm-hmm. Um. So, one of them is because of the history of the land. And it says that there's a natural spring that runs underneath the hospital. And we've kind of discussed that before, that natural springs tend to bring time loops and kind of those stone tape theory kind of hauntings that replay different moments in time. Right. Kind of like what we have here at our house. Right. Um, it also is said that a ferry located about an eighth of a mile from the hospital grounds transported soldiers from the north and the south to the region so that they could get to the, it says the popular battlefield. That sounds weird to me. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Maybe like a fort, like a meetup spot. Well, I know that the hospital was built kind of on a strategic 
good a good strategic spot. So right. well, and it says it, it was the battlefield is known as Chickamauga. That and was I'm, also what I think the the uh, tribe of Indians were as well. No, the tribe no? of Indians were the Chiaha. Chiaha. Which My the bad. video we watched last night said that was total bullshit, that the yes. Chiaha Indians weren't anywhere around there. Um, and she's referencing to uh, History Goes Bump, uh, episode... 203? five Somewhere along in there. Somewhere in the early 200s. <laughs> um, they had a, a lady who does some investigations that, I mean, she she dives deep, and I'll mention some more of what I heard on, about that in a little bit. So, but... I don't know. Everything in the South was once Indian land. Uh, the whole country was once Indian land. True. And it says that it used to be... Hey, wait. Politically correct. Native, Native Americans. Because <laughs> we're so politically correct all the time. I don't mean any disrespect by No, that. we just, you know... Is what it is. I'm 43 years old. I we grew use up. the terms interchangeably. No harm intended. So. Correct. I love everybody mostly. Yes. I hate. I hate everybody equally. No, <laughs> she's lying. <laughs> Says the woman that cries in movies all the time. So um, the Chiaha Indians were letting the soldiers from the north use a section of the land to store supplies. Soldiers from the south eventually invaded the region, and as a result, many of the Union soldiers and Indians in the tribe died in that battle. So, it wasn't like we start mentioning Native Americans and Indian burial grounds and stuff. Not necessarily a burial ground, but a lot of soldiers and Native Americans died there. Right. Made me paranoid about it now. Now I can't say Indian. Uh, well, it, it was it's one of those things where once the other side found out that the Indian slash Native Americans were helping the other side, they killed them all. Right. So by the end of the summer of 1863, the Union soldiers had reclaimed the land. Um, but many of the people that, that lived there... And I'm assuming settlers in addition to Indians. Correct. Um, the soldiers had taken their livestock and their food and any other supplies. They basically just pillaged for whatever they needed as they went along in the war. And I think that was the case of the entire war is whenever the Union come through, they took everything. Well, I think I think that was on both sides because neither side really had anything. There was no supplies. It was us against us. And so there was no supplies coming from anywhere because we didn't have anybody supplying us. And so it was just, you were on your own. Like, you didn't have shoes on your feet. So if you saw a dead guy wearing shoes close to your size, you took them. Right. Um, How how can I just distinguish this? The group called The Band did a song uh, the night they drove Dixie down. Ain't that it? Think so. If you listen to that song, it re- it describes uh, in detail of what it was like to see Robert E. Lee and his troops coming by your place and what they did. Right. So that's a great song to check out. Plus, that's a great group from back in the day. Uh, you're not going to get much better than that. So I always think about Gone with the Wind and the scene when they have to like flee Atlanta because they 
set it on fire. Right. It w- it wasn't a good time, folks. <laughs> For anybody, lots of people dying everywhere. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that they think that this land could be haunted. Um, of course, there's there's rumor too, just of the the hospital. I think any closed down vacant hospital, people are going to start rumors that there was torture and experimentation and stuff going on. But this hospital closed in 1998. And you want to know why it closed? Because they built another one. Well, they had outgrew, the community had outgrew this one, but also there was a large influx of Medicaid fraud. Oh, nice. That's one of the reasons they were shutting it down. So the doctors were being sketchy. Very sketchy. Like the whole closing down, a lot of things or a couple of things that went on around this hospital was very sketchy. But to be fair. They still do that today, I know. Yeah, I was going to say the COVID, all the hospitals that are claiming that the people that are coming in having a stroke died of COVID-19 because they get more money. And I'm not going to get in that conspiracy theory because... I mean, I wholeheartedly believe that COVID-19 is a very serious, real virus, and I'm scared to death catching it, and the test is not fun, and I'm going to have to have it again before I have surgery on my foot, and I'm not happy about it. But I do believe that if certain businesses can bill for things that they'll get more money for, then they'll bill for them. And I think that part of the reason they do that is, if you think about it, there are also people who are on ventilators and are dying from COVID-19 who don't have insurance, and the hospital will never see a penny from them. Right, but our government does the same thing. Right. I mean, we pay a billion dollars for a hammer. Well, not only that, but, I mean, our government pays private contractors more than they pay the Army. Right. Because as a private contractor, if you, let's say I heard today a guy on the podcast I listened to, he uh, he was in special forces. He served his four years. He got out, went straight into the private contract section, went back over, and was making thirty thousand dollars a month. Wow. Well, and I mean, it's like I went when I got tested and paid a copay at my preferred doctor from my insurance and then got a bill for the actual lab test and it's going to cost me $75 to have gotten that Q-tip shoved in my brain where if I didn't have insurance and I went to the health department it would be free. Right. So <laughs> you know and my insurance paid something. Exactly. I don't know what. So But that was one of the big things about this hospitals there was you know a lot of of I guess blatant fraud right and my understanding is there was controversy when it was getting started up too right with one of the doctors or was that when it was closing down um it was somewhere towards the end um because i really probably should run grab my notes so i can mention his name you probably should um all right so now that i got my notes i had to run to the truck real quick (laughs) we should have done like a what was it? Um, Ray Stevens? Is that the 
guy who did all the funny songs. Yeah. Done one of those little like music. No. Mon- montages in there. Yeah, I don't think it had the same effect. So Doctor Havern is uh, the main guy who put the hospital together. It was him and the four. Him other and the doctors. four other doctors. Okay. Yeah. And one of the the things that was referenced in the other podcast was Dr. Havern's wife was shot in her front yard. And and they didn't live far. Their, their, their property touched the hospital's property. Okay. And her eight-year-old son called the hospital and said, Hey, Dad, I can't wake Mom up. Well, when they get there, she was shot point blank in the head. Wow. And you know, she, she had passed. Well, there was about 15 minutes of the day that the doctor couldn't account for. Which, which had no, I can't. To, to me, it's surprising that there was only 15 minutes. That, to me, seems more suspicious that he had every other minute of his day accounted right. for than that 15 minutes. Because, right. like, I, I go to the bathroom for more than 15 minutes a day. Right, and me too. Well, today I didn't because one of our bathrooms is down at, at work, so I've right. been having to run across the plant, so I'm not. <laughs> but even even that, like, I mean, a doctor going to another floor to check something or, you know, looking at charts or, you know, documentation, there's, there's going to be gaps of time when nobody is seeing them. Right. Well, the strangest part about this is... They never had a suspect, and they closed the case in three days. How do you close a case when it's unsolved, though? Um, you quit. But, you, you stop looking. If you're not looking for the perpetrator, you're not going to find him. But I, I just don't, I, I don't understand how you can call it closed. Like you can, you can stop working it, but to actually close the file and say, nope, this case is done. Nobody can touch it. Well, I mean, I guess if you get enough money, you can do that. I mean, even cold cases, like, from 30 years ago can be reopened. and Yeah, but that's people wanting to reopen them. Yeah, I guess so. So if, I, if you get enough money to make this case disappear, it's closed. If you're a doctor, though, why are you going to shoot someone? Maybe you didn't. Maybe you paid somebody. I guess. So maybe you could keep your alibi, but... Right. I just figure there's got to be lots of medications that he had to have been, had access to that wouldn't have been traceable that would have made it look like she just had some sort of unknown medical thing happen to her in the middle of the night and it wouldn't have had to have been a gunshot. Maybe. I don't know. That's that's the extent of my research right there. Uh, I know that in the hospital's prime, this doctor was making bank lots of money. So, so he may just have felt like I'm untouchable and... and- and rumor has it, he wasn't the most loyal husband ever. So he was a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Sorry. funny. I watch lots of shows, Grey's Anatomy, ER, that kind of stuff. So <laughs> They're all having sex with each other in those shows. Um, but yeah, so as the hospital was closing down... And um, they were going. To, a guy bought it, and he was going to reopen it as a a nursing home. I think so. Yeah. 
And this is in, what you, it closed in 93? 98. 98. And he was going to try to open it up as a nursing home in the 90s and early 2000s, yeah, I guess. Which would make sense because it's already separated off rooms with bathrooms. Right. And Except for this thing is so ran down that he couldn't bring it up to code. Yeah. So he literally uses it for storage. So it's kind of like the Hardys. Yes. In Arab that it just got too expensive to fix the problem, so they just up Shut and left. Down. <laughs> the franchise pulled out. Yeah. So you say it's just used for storage, but it's not because this guy lets people come in. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, but you will notice when you go visit, which we're going to visit probably this summer. Yeah. Um, there's a car in the hall. Oh. And it was on the YouTube video that I watched. And they, they just walked by it like, oh, yeah, there's no car here. Yes, there was a car right there. See, I feel like that interferes with the investigation because that's... No, you just have to say, dude stores his car here. How he got it back in this little hallway? Yeah, we really don't know. But I'm, <laughs> I want to investigate that. Yeah, because <laughs> now my ADD is like fire on all eight cylinders. Did he take no it pun a, intended. Did he take it apart and put it back together in there? I don't know. Did he take out a wall? But then he would have had to put the wall back up. Honestly, it don't look like a really big car. It looks like one of those AMGs. I didn't. It was a quick glance across the car. So. I don't know what an AMG is. Miata size. Oh, wind up car. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's move on to um, some haunting things. Haunting things and so, what it's most famous for. So um, a lot of employees. And people who have been in the hospital have have reported similar things. Um, disembodied voices, seeing figures, that kind of stuff. Um, of course, you're going to have your doubters. You're going to have your people there trying to prove it with their ghost hunting equipment. Uh, the third floor is said to have a shadow person. And I don't know if this is what you're referring to is what they're known for or not. No, I'm actually referring to the EVPs because they are oh, like okay. so many EVPs that yes. come out of this place. So so let me talk about who's in there first, and then Let's you talk. can talk about the EVPs. Oh, don't make me talk about them because I don't know. I just know it's a lot of EVPs. Oh, okay, well, th- there's a lot of EVPs. Done. My part's over. <laughs> <laughs> so on the third floor of the hospital, there has been seen a shadow figure of a man who is about seven feet tall. And they believe it was one of the past surgeons. And it's common for these reports to come with statements claiming that this spirit tells the living people to to get out or leave. So, Mr. Tall Doctor Man doesn't want visitors. He wants to be in his own quiet area. Right. Um, it's, it's described that... Even though nobody has experienced any type of injury associated with him, they they feel very overwhelmed in his presence and, and feel like he's hiding something. That would make sense. Yeah. Then there's a female spirit that supposedly used to work as a nurse on the first floor or in the basement. And she's referred to as the naughty nurse. The fun one. It seems that she likes to touch people in places that are deemed private. She, you know, stop, don't touch me there. This is my no-no square. She don't care. 
Um, she going for the no-no square. I'm not turning down touches. By a dead lady? It's a spirit. Come on. <laughs> Is it cheating if they're dead? <laughs> <laughs> Whole new conversation. Okay. That's just as bad as plurals. Yeah. So she also whispers sweet nothings in the ears of those that visit the basement. So she's going to come up and, you know, oh, you got a cute butt, you know, or something like that. I don't know what you whisper. I think one of the videos that, uh, no, it was a male that was playing with the girl's hair. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also been noted that in the basement there is someone who... Looks as though he could have been a doctor or a janitor. I don't know how you can look like both. <laughs> well, okay, so here's the thing about that. It can't be the janitor because the janitor took the job at the other hospital and is still alive. So over he there. ain't dead. He's so. not dead yet. <laughs> so um, maybe this nurse and this doctor used to get freaky in the basement. I mean, maybe. And that's why she's around touching people's no no bits. The second floor of the hospital also seems to have a good bit of ghosts. One of the most popular is a toddler. And I don't know how we know this. People just always seem to make up stories to go behind. It was a very generic name, wasn't it? It's Buddy. Nope, that's not the one I'm talking about. Buddy is the... I think there was another one. Jenny. 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 They've said either Buddy or Jenny is, is this toddler... And they appear to be two or three years old and seem to enjoy playing or asking people to play with them. There's also the spirit of an elderly woman that's observed. And people also claim to see the ghost of what appears to be a female nurse on the second floor. And I think that was what we saw in that one video when they were playing the recording of the baby crying. Right. And their, I don't know what kind of monitor that was. EMP monitor? Uh, uh, not EMP. EFP? EMF. EMF. I had El- some of the letters in there somewhere. Electromagnetic field. Yes. Their EMF meter lit up like crazy when they played a recording of a baby crying. Mm-hmm. And the the tour guide lady said that that was really typical in that area, that when you play a recording of a baby crying... Basically, the nurse came to check on the baby. Well, I also read that a lot of the people that go in and study will do reenactments and bring like the sounds of an OR or the sounds of the hospital and play them and role play it out. And it will bring the spirits to them to do what the spirits did. Right. Like they'll, they'll call a code is right. kind of the medical term. Like they'll... You know, act like somebody's having a heart attack and they're working on them and stuff. And it, yeah. will, it will get the spirits to come in and assist. And like one of them, they actually coded, pretend coded. And they pulled the sheet over the person's head who was literally laying on the OR table. And everybody left the room. And they stayed there for like 30 minutes. Right. And... She heard footsteps walking around her at the, on the table like the coroner or the doctor was coming back in to do whatever it is they do. And 
I'm not I'm not usually such a skeptic with this kind of stuff. Like Waverly, I hook line and sinker, yes, absolutely believe everything they told me in that building. Um I don't know, I just get a different vibe from this one. I feel like this one is the owners trying to make a buck on it. Well, I get that, but here's the thing. This group, they go through such drastic measures to um, make sure that it can't be a contaminated scene. Right. Well, okay. So, so let me let me kind of further explain oh, my statement. Okay. My bad. I, I don't doubt that this place has activity. I don't doubt that it has some hauntings and some things going on. I don't know that I'm buying all the stories that this place is putting out there. And when we see the videos and there's all these toys lined up everywhere and there's stethoscopes laying around and I feel well, like it's all very staged. Well, it, a lot of it is, you know, because so the would, lady said there at the pharmacy, she says this, these bottles were all put here for props. Right. So I think there is a lot of props and there. And so I, I, I don't like that. I wouldn't trust anything that happened with anything I didn't bring in. Right. Uh, but what I was saying to that group, they... They wear soft-soled shoes, so there's no clunking or clicking. Right. And if there is linoleum, you take your shoes off. You walk in bare feet. Right. Or well, sock feet. And I'm hoping only if it's a clean scene and no. not broken glass. She, they said if your socks were clean by the end of the investigation, you didn't do anything. No, I, I get being dirty, but yeah. A lot of these places have been really vandalized and there's broken things and you're going to need a tetanus shot when you leave. (laughs) Well, I think she said she's been there eight times and her group's been there twice. And And, um, and like I said, I I don't doubt there being presence there because I I feel like any hospital is going to have some of that. And there's also the, the, you know, what we're seeing in a 15-minute clip has taken them 48 hours to get. Right. And and I think too. And not every, I know not every investigation that goes on there gets something right. Well, and and it's like we talked last night, didn't we? About we want something so bad, we want to see something, so we manifest it in our mind. That and we were talking about that with the EVPs because I I found one person who had posted clips of several of their EVPs from the building, and. If you see what they said they heard, and then you listen to it, you can, you, you you can, can make hear yourself it. hear it. Right. And but there's that thing going around, too, on Facebook that you can either hear, like, Green Lantern or Black... Some I don't remember what right. it is, but you can hear two different... Brainstorm or Green Lantern, I think, is what it is. Well, once again, and the group I keep referring to is um, MVP... It's, uh, oh my gosh, Military Veteran Paranormal. Yes, of Tennessee, I think. Yeah. So, they just call themselves MVP because they have egos. Go team. <laughs> and, and she said they weren't creative because they're all military veterans and they like the paranormal. Correct. Um, they they don't talk. They still use their, their uh, tactics. So, it... If you think you hear something, you don't say nothing. And then when they go review the case and they think they hear something, they write it down, fold it up, 
and then everybody looks at it one time that way. There's no projection onto each other. Right. And I, which would, is great. I would like to look more into some of their investigating, and maybe even in the future we could discuss some of their other investigations. But because I didn't listen to any of their EVPs, well, this was somebody else. Just so happens. I have the credentials to get us in with them because I do have a DD-214. <laughs> I do not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have a government badge. I do. <laughs> not Tennessee, though. Government's government. So, uh, but that's that's all the, the point that I was trying to get across. I right. feel like some of these things that are out there, and it, honestly, it's hard to find stuff about South Pittsburgh Hospital. It's very which, hard. Makes it even more intriguing and made me even more want to discuss it on the show well, because nobody else has. Well, here's the thing about that was, is once again, back to that show, the lady they interviewed, which I don't have permission to use her name or nothing, so I'm right. not going to. Um, while she was digging up, she, I mean, she is very thorough in her investigations. and Very scientific. And that, but when she was doing interviews around town... They told her to stop. Right. Quit digging. And that's because dude murdered his wife and shut it up. So, so they're, therefore, you know. They may come knock on our door after our show's published and tell us to knock it off, too. Uh, okay, I quit. You want to <laughs> move on to the next one? <laughs> so, um, but we'll have to do an update show, a little mini bonus episode after we go through yeah because we're like i said we're we're gonna go up there um, i think we're at least gonna do the daytime tour once the covid lets us because i i guess i kind of mentioned it i'm having my foot cut open in a couple of weeks so i'm gonna be limited mobility for the summer yeah and we have a friend in huntsville who wants to go uh, her and her husband that um urbex urbex adventure or exploring urbex postmas Postmasters. Postmasters? Yes, Urbex Postmaster. <laughs> Sorry, Heather and Jesse. Yeah. We don't remember things. I should write this shit down. I remembered Heather and Jesse. So. Uh, me too. Um, Listen to our other episode where we interviewed them. There's a link. Yeah. <laughs> and um, But they want to go up there. And, you know, so we're just slowly but surely. We're waiting for the COVID to let us live. Yeah. It's, it threw a wrench in all of our plans yeah. because... I bought all this portable equipment so we could go on our disc golf tour and go check out all these great and wonderful cemeteries that we love so dearly. And we're stuck in freaking Arab, Alabama. And and now, now that everything is starting to get lifted a little bit, I'm going to have my foot cut on and be in a boot for four weeks. Yep. So that's so that. So you're going to have to get like a giant-sized baby carrier and carry me around. <laughs> no. <laughs> But speaking of cemeteries and the cemetery yes, thing so that we love to do. Let's go ahead and talk about um, the recent thing that happened here in our little town. Well, well area. It, yeah, it didn't start in our little area. Um, we went to see the grave of Richard Wayne Penniman. Other, no, otherwise known as Little Richard, the architect of rock and roll. Yes. So... Little Richard was born, Richard Wayne Penniman. He was born December 5th, 1932, and he recently passed away May 9th, 2020. And he was born in Macon, Georgia? Uh, I believe so. I believe yes, that's Yes, was correct. born in Macon, Georgia. He died in Tullahoma, Tennessee. 
and was buried in Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, Alabama. Now, for those who don't know or can't place him or want to be like me and start naming off the wrong songs that he didn't do, (laughs) (laughs) he's known for Tutti Frutti, Long Tongs, Long Tong, (laughs) Long Tall Sally, and... I can't think of... Uh, good golly, Miss Molly. Good golly, Miss Molly. Yeah. Uh, so... He was there in the Elvis era. And and oddly enough, Elvis covered slash stole some of his stuff. Just covered. Didn't really steal. He still got paid. Uh, some, some... Several other white guys covered his music. Yeah, they toned it down and made it kind of... Um, More mainstreamy. Well, just slower, not as rock and roll kind of... Um, I can't think of a real good example. What was that guy's name? Boone? Pat Boone. Pat Boone. If that tells you, he covered uh, Tutti Frutti. Right. And it was atrocious. <laughs> I mean, because how do you do Tutti Frutti and not just a wop bob blue bop a wop bamboo all over the place? Um, well, if you get on YouTube, it shows Pat Boone just butchering it. I know, and he just is snapping his fingers oh. doing the white mm. guy bounce. Mm. and yeah. just. You know, getting his little groove on. No. Yeah, not getting it. So, so Little Richard apparently went back and forth over his lifetime between rock and roll and the ministry. Correct, and that's how he made a connection here in Huntsville. He did. He attended Oakwood University for a little while. Which used to be a seminary school. I think that's the word for it. I hope that's the word for it. We're going to call it that. Because <laughs> Dwayne knows things yeah. sometimes. Uh, but he was he was going to school there basically to be a pastor. Yes, he was going to be a pastor. And got bit by the music bug again. Off he goes to do some more rock and roll. And cocaine. And cocaine. And apparently PCP. Oh, but he but was, mostly cocaine. He really likes cocaine, which, hey, I'm, I'm not casting no shade because You cocaine. know what? He lived like a long time for somebody who did a lot of drugs. Hey. You're right, he did. He so, did. And died of bone cancer, so... But, wait a second. He died at 87. Yeah. 87's old. Yeah. So, he they done great regardless, so... Uh, maybe there's something to it. Maybe we all need to use some drugs. We do not condone <laughs> the use of drugs. No, we don't. We, we're opposed to drug use. Right. Uh, his hair, I think, must have been where he hid his stash. Had to be because those wigs were. were <laughs> they had something. to have been wigs. If y'all know if they were wigs or not, please point me in the direction of that. That can't have been hair. I'm pretty sure back in the earlier days it was because that was a style. Maybe. But, but as he got older, I'm pretty sure it. He put on a wig because. Yeah. Yeah. So he, but he he toyed back and forth. He tried to do. Gospel music. Um, I think he put out one gospel album. It flopped. Yeah, not too great. He went back to singing some rock and roll. He he was focused on racial equality. Yes. He was big about that. Um, he also was a bit of a freaky freak. <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit. I did not know that they changed the words to Tutti Frutti to make it way more acceptable. Yeah, apparently it was full of all kinds of... Innuendos. Innuendos and, and used to be Tutti Frutti, good booty. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Just going to leave would, you with that one. Listen, I, and I 
I'm a music guy. I mean, I've, I've played music since I was 12 years old. Like, I won't say professionally, but damn near it. Um, I did not know that. But he, he went from tutti-frutti good booty, using a bunch of cocaine. Um, he was a fan of exhibitionism. He would voyeurism. voyeurism. Yeah, he would um, convince his lady friends to do things in front of him with other men. And he went from all that to being the writer and singer of the theme song for the Magic School Bus. Absolutely, the, the Magic School Bus. Hop on the Magic School Bus. That's I the bet PC. that was about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, we're making, we're just picking fun here. Uh, the utmost respect for the man because he made a career of music. And not only did he make a career, but he gave all of his musicians careers. And in case nobody knows this, back in the day, he hired a little guitar player named Jimi Hendrix. That's where Jimi Hendrix got his start, was with Little Richard. Yeah, so definitely, I mean, a, a trailblazer in the world of music. Well, um, what that little sign say that Little Richard, the architect of rock and roll, without him there would be no Rolling Stones, no Beatles, no rock and roll as we know it. It would all be Pat Boone. That sign makes so much more sense now. Dutton it. <laughs> Dutton it. I'm glad you remembered it because it's on my camera and we haven't gotten the pictures right. off yet. We're going to post pictures um, I'll like do we that normally tonight. do. Yeah. And honestly, um, just a little throw in too, and I think he probably would have appreciated this too with his racial equality movement yeah. that he liked. Oakwood Memorial Gardens is also a historical slave cemetery. Right. It's a, um, this used to be a, it was where two large plantations met, and they they since I guess don't the school it was donated to the school all the land and whatnot, and this spot is where was it forty two. I think I think it just said over forty. Over forty slaves were buried in this field, and and it actually included the first. Or two of the children and the first wife of Dred Scott. And Dred Scott is the man who sued Congress for his freedom. For his freedom. So it's it's kind of a, I mean, it's a huge historical landmark. Yeah, and you know, here's a sad thing. And guys, I did not know that it was right here in my backyard. Right. We're, we're really discovering a lot with going to cemeteries. Because there's so much history there. And, like, we, we're starting to tie our cemeteries together because we watched this thing on Little Richard, and he goes over and has um, Muhammad Ali talking to the mic, say, say it again, baby. And Muhammad, Muhammad Ali says, the king, because apparently if you were black, you were an architect, but if you was white, a, he was direct reference to Elvis Presley. Yeah, I think there you was... Were the, King. I think there was a little beef between him yeah, and Elvis. Yeah, I'm sure there was. But we went and saw Muhammad Ali's grave. Up at Cave Hill in Kentucky? Yep. In, um, not Louisville. Bowling? Bow, no, no, Louisville. Louisville. It was Louisville. Um, and now we have 
little Richard down here. Mm-hmm. So and and it just it, it amazes me that someone of that fame is like their final resting place is right up the road. Right, and you know. I'm going to jump on a tangent for just a quick second. So we went to the the cemetery up in Bowl or in, in Louisville. Louisville, and we wanted to go see Muhammad Ali, Colonel Sanders, and when we got up there, we were thinking. 30, 40 minutes, boom, we're done. Maybe not even get out of the car, just yeah, drive by, just roll the window by. down, and take a picture. Yeah, that's what. We, we spent three and a half hours at this place walking around just in awe of this place. And, and, and the biggest, the the one thing that we took away was we found the lady who wrote the happy birthday song. We did. And, and her two sisters. Well, no, her one sister. Her and her sister wrote it. But when it's her mom and her, her mom two, and uh, the two. It was three yeah. of them, yeah. But there was also that huge... Huge soldier cemetery. Yes. Oh my gosh. And this thing had been there so long. There was like an oak tree that had grew up around some of the foot markers and headstones. And, and probably had some in the center of it because there were some sticking out the sides. Massive. It was amazing. If you but, ever get a chance, please go. I think the huge thing about that too was wasn't it Union and Confederate soldiers buried together because it's right there kind of on the yeah. line? Mm-hmm. So that kind of ignited our our passion for cemeteries. Yes. And we really would have stayed there way longer than three and a half hours. But we had to get to Waverly. We had to get to Waverly and we needed to eat dinner first. Right. And what was funny <laughs> is where we wanted to eat dinner was north and where Waverly was south. So we had to travel an almost an hour to go eat dinner then two hours back. Yeah. So we, we had to get going. Yeah. But. You know, but we're going to do lots of wandering around local cemeteries, and and I know we're a, well, we're kind of an undefined podcast, yeah, I guess, because we we're not really strictly paranormal, and we're, we're not, definitely not true all true crime. No, we just talk about whatever we like. Yes, so that's part of that's going to be cemeteries. Yeah, and if we see something spooky and paranormal in the cemetery, we're for sure going to point it out and mention and, it. You know, we got to go back to Maple Hill here in Huntsville because the new little legend that you drug yes, up. Yes, about it, knocking on the mausoleum. And they answer with the rocking of a chair because they were buried in a rocking in chair. In a rocking chair because that was their favorite spot. Yeah, and is I mean, I'm, I've researched Maple Hill. Right, we did that for well weeks. before yeah. we went because that was one of our first things we were going to do. Right. And I didn't find that until it popped up in a Facebook group. Crazy. So... Yeah, we're going to be talking about some cemeteries for sure. And we will be posting. I, I did take a couple pictures of Little Richard's grave and just the cemetery in general. It's a really pretty it is. cemetery. It it's, is amazing. It's small, but it's very well kept. It's got a pond in the background. It's it's gorgeous. So yeah, you we'll go, post. You go down this uh, little road that has uh, trees spaced out evenly like you're it, it's it's almost plantation ish. Right. Well, and it was it used to be plantations. Right. Um, but I mean, just it's gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, well maintained, and it's it. They go as far as once they have buried someone and the flowers are removed, they bring in a roll of sod 
and put down over it until the grass can weave Take, up through it. Right. And and I think it's strange because I hate going to funerals. I hate it. Absolutely. I hate all the emotion and everything That's pouring the in on yeah, pouring in on me. But cemeteries are so peaceful and relaxing. Like, I could just wander around a cemetery. They are. I know times. you disagree with it, and sometimes they're loud for you. But they're very loud for me sometimes, but not all the time. But the, they're just quite, and it's interesting to see the the decoration of the different headstones and monuments. And, you know, we like to look around and see if we can find the oldest grave and who they were. Right. It's and, and, and we also um, looked up the meaning of the coins because being military, I should know this, but I, I never have really participated in it. And I know that a dime just means that we served in the same army or the in the armed forces. The armed together, forces, yeah. so yeah. I was trying to look it up. I know I saved it, but there's a lot of stuff has happened since then, apparently. Right. <laughs> but yeah, we we definitely need to take you some change. Yep. When we go places, it's it's just a paying a respect, your respect thing. thing. Yes. Um, I think like a a penny means you just went to pay your respects. A dime, a nickel means you went to boot camp together. A dime means that you served together, and a quarter means you were there when they passed away. Right. I remembered it. I didn't have to find it. How about that? Yeah. But we will go back to because right now. Little Richard's grave is just fresh dirt with yeah. flowers on it and the little sign somebody made. Right. So when we can find out that they actually put his monument there, we'll have to go make another get some pictures visit of it and get some I pictures. It, I hope it's amazing. How can it not just be fabulous? I mean, I'm. <laughs> I mean, like you're not doing Little Richard justice if his right. headstone is not flamboyant and, and spectacular. Over the top. It better have glitter. <laughs> <laughs> Granite does have some a touch of glitter. glitter or sequins or something. <laughs> that, that will definitely be cool. And you know, we we noticed that uh, someone had left a a small bottle of uh, bourbon mm-hmm. at at his marker, which I thought that was cool. And you can see where people had been over to pay their respects. And while we were there, a uh, young lady pulled up and walked down to it. Right. And and I hope people listening know, like, we don't go to cemeteries to sightsee. That's that's not what we're doing. We're we're going I I guess that's kind of part of it. We're we're interested in the history. The history. Yes, we enjoy the scenery of it, but we're very respectful about it. Like we're not going and, you know, like making fun of this grave versus right. that grave or finding a winner or something like now we do look for the oldest and sometimes the freshest well, that's my daughter <laughs> um but the, i'm i'm i like the the older numbers especially like the one at maple hill you know was it 1802 and we had to to look it up find a grave is becoming my new best friend yes find a grave is great because so many of the old ones the markings on the stones are worn away right like they just get eroded over time or they get knocked over and when it rains dirt washes over them and they get covered right. up like but on the flip side of this we went to my dad's grave and i discovered that i need to go lift his foot marker up because it has sunk down in the ground and leaves cover it up right but i was going to mention this while you're talking about little richard is i use wayne mills grave which is about 
50 yards from my dad's grave. And uh, I played music with Wayne. I know Wayne or knew Wayne. Uh, grew up with him. In little true crime backstory, for those that don't know him, he was a country music singer. Right. Who was just point blank murdered, basically. Murdered. He was shot. Outside the, of a bar no, in Nashville. In the bar. In the bar in Nashville. Um, yeah, he got into an blank. argument with the bar owner, which was not unlike Wayne. Right. But he went to walk away from it, and the guy shot him in the back of the head. With a twenty-two. So... There's your little true crime tidbit. Right. But he is, he is, he was from Arab, Alabama. Right. And he's buried right near your dad. Correct. And that's if, and he has a absolutely amazing monument. And I think a bench too that's even like ornately decorated. It is. It's really nice. And, you know, that's kind of what I expect to see is something that's just. I need some sparkle. I mean, it's little Richard. (laughs) <laughs> so I guess or some hair. <laughs> uh, you, you got your notes for some housekeeping there. I, I do somewhere close because I pulled them up before we started because I actually thought about it this time, Arch Brown. Yay! So our our rock and roll that we use um, at the beginning and end of our show by House of Curses. Thank you, Josh. I guess they'll be okay with me calling it rock and roll today. Usually we call it metal, but. And then our Facebook and Instagram, y'all, I'm disappointed. So very disappointed. We put so many cheap shots <laughs> in last week's <laughs> episode. Just asking for somebody to just comment something or share something or email us. And nobody has. I'm so sad. So y'all cheer me up. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. Oh my gosh. Go to our Facebook and Instagram at WTF Was That Pod. Join our little Facebook page. Comment a thing. We're going to have pictures of Little Richard's Grave on there. Maybe you'll want to give it a like or something. I got stickers. We got stickers. You can email your address to WTFWTPodcast at gmail.com. We'll send you a sticker. Yep. For free. free. For free. So, Yeah. It was my birthday week and everything, and y'all let me down. Well, we didn't pre-warn them about that last week. We didn't. Give me a late birthday present. Or at least a late birthday like. Yes. There you go. Give me a late birthday like. She will actually post a late birthday post, and y'all can just go like it. There you go. It's my late birthday. Comment here. There you go. <laughs> and and hopefully our French listener will do that. Yes. Because we would so love to hear from you. We. <laughs> now they're not going to listen anymore. Uh, she's, she's a cheese ball. So. I am. I'm a total cheese ball. But I'm fun. Yeah. So I guess other than that, um, maybe you won't have to edit me. I know I did that one stupid thing. but Yeah. Well, I got to cut out that one little section of me running to the truck. That's true. So. Yeah. So, and we're soon to come. Look for us on TikTok. Oh, yes. TikTok. Woohoo! I thought you were going to talk about my drones. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Why did you say drones? Uh, accident. <laughs> I didn't mean to because I don't want to. I just want the one. Freudian slip. All right. Hit the button. <laughs>